0: Welcome to Self-Compassionate Professor, a career wellness podcast for mid-career and recovering academics who want more. More meaning, balance, rest, joy, and more clarity. Our motto here is no regrets. So glad you're here. episode 157. And here's Danielle Delamar. Hi there. Those are my kids. I have a five-year-old and a 10-year-old and they wanted to help with the intro today. (laughs) Um, My daughter did help with the intro a, a couple episodes ago too. Anyway, thanks so much for joining. I'm really, really, really excited about today's um, episode because it's not just one episode. We are beginning our conversation today in this interview, and then we will continue our conversation on the Papa PhD podcast. And I really think the larger theme of both of these interviews is about connecting to ourselves and connecting to each other. And I also want to just take a second to point out and just recognize that some people listening might feel a little bit triggered when they think about connecting to other people, right? Like, ah, that seems scary. I don't want to do it. So if you're feeling that, I guess the thing that comes to mind for me is the saying, if you feel it, you heal it. Right. And so, if you actually acknowledge that you're feeling the aversion to connecting, you can start to unpack that and figure out why. Right. Connecting has been such a healing force in my life. Um, I would be remiss not to offer this kind of healing advice to others. Conversations that transform. Thank you so much for joining our conversation today. I'm talking to Dr. David Mendez, creator and host of the Papa PhD podcast. David, I'm so glad you're here.
1: Hi, Danielle. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for for inviting me on your show. Uh, I've known of uh, the self-compassionate professor for a while, and somehow it's the first time we kind of connect, and uh, I'm super, super happy to be here today. Thank you.
0: Okay. So uh, same. I have known of the Papa PhD podcast for a long time. I think I started my podcast and then found out about you not long after and I've been like and I was like oh oh he's doing something kind of similar um and you've been doing yours I think for four years and I've been doing mine for three years is that is that right four years? So
1: it's going to be for this summer I started in July
0: 2019. Ah okay okay you're like six months ahead of me or something yeah. like that that's <laughs> so interesting and I think we also talked about uh, the last time we had our conversation about you. I think you called it pod fade when mm-hmm. people like start a podcast and then they just stop. And you yes. were like, "We're we're kind of unique because we keep going."
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, it is true. There's this thing about there's numbers always floating around about how many podcasts exist, and I think in a in the uh, Apple database, it's maybe 4 million, I don't know, it's a huge number, but then the reality is that there's only like maybe under 500,000 active ones and the other ones, yeah, in in the industry, they say they pod faded. It's the term that's used (laughs) and we're not, we haven't pod faded. We've just kept on going.
0: Yes. And I am, I'm so proud of us. <laughs> and I got to say, when we last talked, you had said that you were thinking about stopping your podcast. Mm-hmm. And then there was something that kept you going. So I want to hear about that. And I also want to hear about why you started it in the first place. Um, mm-hmm. What feels good to you? Do you want to start? Uh, do you want to tell the story about how yeah. you started it first? And then yeah. we can talk about Okay. Cool.
1: Yeah. Let, let's go with the story because uh, yeah, it's 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 always good to start with the with the origin story and yeah. the way it started. Let's say it started the the genesis of the idea of of this podcast, which is it's a little bit like yours. It's interviewing people about their experiences. In, in my case, their experiences, you know, finding preparing for uh, their professional journey during their PhD, but then also figuring out their journey. After they finished their PhD, it started when I finished. When I I had trouble figuring it out. I was anxious and stressed, and uh, and thinking, oh maybe you know these all these years of studying and of studying microbiology, genetics, and etc. Maybe it, it was time lost. And these negative feelings made me want to uh, reach out to the community, to people who are still in graduate school, and. I was able to do that uh, every now and then I was uh, being invited to career panels and, you know, I, I actually, I'd love to have, I'd love to have your point of view on this, but we go through life with this lens, which is our, you know, our uh, our eyes, our our witness, our, our us, and we view experience, uh, the experiences of life through that lens. And it's easy to, especially if you're an introvert and you're not always like talking about what you feel and sharing about it, maybe in, with, with close friends or groups or whatever, to think that you're the only one going through this, this or that negative experience, and uh, and thinking maybe, you know, maybe it's your fault, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It all depends on personality, of course. But in my case, it was a surprise to understand after you know career panel after career panel that. No, there were a bunch of uh, young graduate researchers living through this doubt, this anxiety of what's going, what's coming after and figuring out, you know, I've done all these years of study and research, but now I think my future, professional future, is somewhere else and I'm kind of scared of not knowing what this somewhere else is. Mm-hmm. And um, this, this was the first inkling of okay, there's a community that actually is going through the same that I went through, and I thought I was going through it alone. Maybe there's, there's a way for me to help through, through my experience, through my journey to help them. But this was, you know, conversation after conversation, year after year, it was something that, that built up. Uh, and I wasn't ready right away to, to start a podcast. So my, my uh, thesis defense was in 2010, and my podcast started in 2019. So as you can see, there's, you know, there's a few years there of, uh, of <laughs> water under the ridge. Uh, but yeah, the first thing I would say was this, this uh, awakening to the fact that, oh, this is actually something common, this doubt, this anxiety, this fear. And uh, year after year, it seems that it's still there. So that was the first point.
0: Okay. So first of all, I defended in 2010 also. Um, Oh, my gosh. I just wanted to say that. (laughs) Uh, I guess what I find really interesting is that so many of us, when we sort of feel alone and isolated, and this is only our experience, and everybody else is doing great, (laughs) at us. Um, When we're doing that, we often want to isolate. We often want to just sort of shut the doors to society, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um, it sounds like... You were kind of there until you went to these career panels. And then mm-hmm. you were like, wait a second, there are some stories here. There are some connections here. Had you not been in those career panels, you likely would not have started the podcast. Yes?
1: Exactly. No, no. No, I would have probably stayed with that feeling of this. I I went through this. It, it you know it was an experience that had to do with with me with what I did during my PhD with the the obstacles that I found the difficulties that I had and I would have probably kept it as you know uh, well it's part of my of my my PhD experience uh, and probably I would have you know had I, I would have kept within me negative uh, self talk about it and about uh, failing to a certain uh, extent to remain let's say in the academic career or um, you know I would have kept it in you know within myself and and uh, and thought that you know like you said the people around you especially the ones that are more there's a question of introversion ext- extroversion and I'm on the introvert side of things but mm-hmm. it's just it's enough to have three or four people who are super successful in the department where you are and you kind of they kind of radiate this thing of oh everyone but me is is having having it easy and uh, and uh, and being successful and it it did two things taking part in these um in these uh, career panels and career discussions in different contexts it gave me the feeling that first we we were a bunch of people so it was kind of there was kind of a community there that mm-hmm. wasn't formally. Uh, uh, shaped in you know uh, in any way that it was just people young people struggling in different ways and then being in these meetings and sharing their their distress uh, or or their or just their doubts you know, not 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 everything is that intense but just doubts about the future can be anxiety uh, forming so that um wish to go back towards the community and share my experience of, of how I was dealing with my career journey did uh, was kind of the key that opened that new space and that community for which, for which the podcast is made and that I didn't know existed before.
0: So you tap into this community, you notice how good it feels to be honest about struggling Mm -hmm. And then you're like, okay, let's create a podcast that can sort of make this community bigger Mm -hmm. and where there's a space that allows us to be very, very honest um, about our struggles. And Mm -hmm. as you're talking, I'm thinking we're talking about early career academics. Yes. These are people who just graduated with their PhDs.
1: Yes, and some of them are in their first or second postdoc, but they're, they're in their early career, like I said, they're early career researchers or graduate researchers. But yeah, they're in that, in that time span.
0: Okay. What was sort of your doubt and your anxiety and your fear? Were you realizing you didn't want to stay in academia? Was that the issue or mm-hmm. was it something else?
1: So the, that that was the issue for sure. And um, had I had mentorship, uh, you know, maybe things could have gone differently. And just to kind of to go to to make the story short in a way, although we're on a podcast and we can go long. So by the end of my PhD, uh, I was working with an animal animal model, uh, asking a question, a very pointed question uh, in cell biology of whether these signaling molecules uh were or how these signaling signaling molecules in the uh, olfactory epithelium of rodents were were regulating maturation of new neurons. Uh of new olfactory neurons because uh these neurons are, are particular in and now we're getting a little sciencey but they're the they're exposed to the exterior in your nasal cavity. These neurons who are, that are part of your central nervous system are exposed to air. So they die at a faster rate than, than uh, other neurons in your body, but they get regenerated throughout life until you get really old and you, you stop tasting things and you stop smelling things. But anyway, that, that was kind of the type of subject I was working on. But um, different things. I was a visiting research student, so my status was particular here uh, here in Montreal my university was back in Portugal um my advisor in Portugal was not really in the same domain as my uh, supervisor here in Montreal so there were there were many like strategic things that I that I mismanaged in a way or that I did not think of or, and that I was there was no one around me, no mentor also to tell me, you know, think about this, uh, get a committee soon, in, you know, soon in the game, et cetera, et cetera. Cutting the story short, I get to the end of my PhD with no papers because this mouse that we had uh, was not perfect and, and w- didn't allow us to get the data that we wanted. Mm. And there was some uh, fear of being scooped so groups that had mice that i could ask for were kind of out of bounds i could not reach out to them Uh. so this made for a very uneasy end of my phd and it it meant that i kind of told myself by the end okay this this means it's over for my academic career plus i had met my now my partner and I, I wanted to stay in Montreal and also, you know, I didn't consider now starting thinking about moving and getting a postdoc, et cetera, et cetera. But I felt mostly I felt, you know, I kind of failed at the doing my PhD and publishing thing. And I, I didn't feel that, uh, that I was kind of a, a candidate for going forward. So it was a mix of different things.
0: Okay, so one of the things that's resonating with me is um, you're feeling this sort of lack of mentorship, mm-hmm. and then I'm also thinking about the name of your podcast, Papa mm-hmm. PhD, and it feels like, and you tell me where I'm wrong, but it feels like you are the mentor, the papa for <laughs> um, so many people who are in the place you were in. Um yeah, does is that true, or am I just completely well, making connections that don't exist? No,
1: it is it is true. It's funny because at the beginning people were asking me if if the podcast had to do with parenting and or being a parent uh, and a researcher, but no, the idea is of being kind of a father figure, uh, mm. uh, yeah, in a way. Uh, also, by the time I started, so in these nine years that I said that I was going to different career panels and talking with with young researchers. Well, just just around my defense, we had our first child, and then f- uh, four years later, our second. So there's, you know, I actually became a father in that process of finishing my PhD, and uh, so it, it's kind of multi-layered. Mm-hmm. But yes, today I, I totally I totally agree that. Um, Although the, the patriarchate is not something that's in fashion these days, but uh, but uh, for me, you know, it, it it's uh, yeah, it's being able to give back as this kind of mentoring figure, yeah.
0: Mm, okay. So um, I am wondering. I know that you, and you tell me where I'm wrong, but it seems that you are giving sort of this mentorship you're giving this sense of non-competition you're giving with the podcast this honesty um honesty about struggles about doubt and anxiety um Mm -hmm. just being upfront and authentic about everything you're giving community and those are that's a that's a lot of giving. And those are a lot of gifts. And I'm wondering if you're getting those sort of gifts back, right? Are you also able to feel a sense of community and and the other things? So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm wondering what the gifts you're getting back, because I know you're giving Mm -hmm. a lot, but you're getting something back. And that's why you keep doing it. Yeah.
1: Yes. Uh, So one of the things that I, you know, that I didn't expect so when i started uh, and then this part i didn't talk about in 2019 um my my family's in portugal my dad wanted me to help him with a project there so i kind of stopped what i was doing here freelance and for six months tried to help him with a kind of a uh he <laughs> A non-retirement project because he's the one the type of a guy who can't really be retired <laughs> okay. that that didn't pan out and then I had kind of a lull in in work after we said okay this is not working go back to your you know to your translation etc and so this is summer of 2019 uh or you know spring summer of 2019 and that's when I see an article that says why sh- why you should start a podcast in 2019 I mm. had some gear uh, because I've Played an instrument, uh, not not professionally and not a, at a high level, but I was kind of the the guy in the the, the orchestra who had a mic and the, the, and the, and, the, and who was recording, etc. And it was kind of an alignment of planets. Of I had a little bit more time than usual, uh, and I had all these years, you know, these nine years of conversations uh, with with young uh, researchers, and it just clicked. I know so many people like who were on the bench with me or in the next lab who are now entrepreneurs who are now science communicators uh, this and that that it when i saw this message this article i said okay you know what i have the time i'm gonna i'm gonna start this podcast and that's how I, i started i said I'm going to find a book I did you know the the <laughs> the 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 PhD thing I'm going to learn how to do it from a, a <laughs> trustworthy source and start and 3 3 months later I was launching my podcast and the idea was really just to be able to share these stories of these people that I knew who were doing something different. Mm. And I I didn't think about community I I just thought this is going to be fun i i like the technical aspect of it and i think i think there's audience i think people need to hear these stories and three uh, three almost four years later it's true that it's been a lot of work put into it and and you know how much work that is danielle uh but one of the things that i hadn't suspected was that i was kind of creating mostly with the guests that come and that spend an hour with me talking on the microphone, this kind of family, this kind of, uh, this kind of community and, and, you know, then connecting on LinkedIn, then uh, having other conversations outside of the podcast about careers and, and then uh, being asked to collaborate on on this or, or that project or this or that event. So this is a lot of what I've, received back from this experience has actually come from the direct uh past guest community totally. as a as a podcaster and i i'd love to have your experience i am an introvert so i have trouble i think coming out uh you know through the the headphones as as what i'm not which is an extrovert and then and and mm-hmm. who's was able to bring people to reach out to me or respond to my things. I have, it's, it's something I, I haven't see I need a mentor on that side or someone to learn that. <laughs> but I, I, I wonder what's your experience. I, I feel, I find that podcasting, although I see that the podcast is listened, you know, throughout the world uh, to a, an, an extent that I, I'm still, you know, great, very grateful today that it is, but the medium has this thing, which is people listen to it while they're running, while they're uh, doing their laundry or, or dishes or, or whatever. And then that's it. They've listened. And, and there's, there's a distance between the podcaster and the listener. Mm. So I wish I had more, I could get more back from listeners from my audience. And, and I, I think I'm going to try and work in these next few years be, get better at that but that's that's kind of the part where i wish i i got more back
0: interesting okay and in in what form are you um imagining you'd like to have more back just like messages or or what what are you
1: uh, m- messages would be a great start uh, just <laughs> i hear you yeah just I uh, you know and i get some i do get some but i can still count them you know, with, with my fingers, the people said, "Oh, I, I listened to this episode, and it really hit home." When you get those, your heart like becomes like huge, and it's it's awesome. Mm-hmm. But um, but looking at how many people listen, it's really a small fraction. Um, it's really a small fraction. Uh, And then, you know, as an independent podcaster and there's no course that I'm selling or at least as of yet, you know, there's no course. I have no book. There's just me here in my studio that I built in my basement doing having these conversations and sharing them uh, with the world. Um, You know, I've asked people and it's something, you know, when you're starting a podcast, you're in podcasting groups and say, okay, well, ask your listeners to. To uh, get on your Patreon or ask your listeners to uh, to get on on buy me a coffee and buy you a coffee and see, I've never been able well not never it's not true there's a couple of people who actually now I know personally who uh, who uh, gave support to the podcast uh, by 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 getting on Patreon but again you know when you look around and you see uh, other podcasters who are more extrovert i think they have an easier time uh getting people to uh to engage in that way and to support the project in that way but Mm -hmm. uh that hasn't materialized and and uh it's fine i also know that phd students are not the people who have the deepest pockets i know that (laughs) so well but i am so happy because this year actually someone from a, a startup reached out to me because they said your audience is very aligned with the people we want to to reach mm-hmm. which are researchers mm-hmm. and we'd like to talk about sponsoring the show and and right now i'm in the middle of a six episode stretch that are sponsored for the first time so thank you universe <laughs> it's it's happening in another way
0: okay so you always have this resistance to like asking it's tough for me it's so
1: difficult i I have a hard time doing it
0: and then they just showed up and they were like hey we would like to collaborate on this yes Um, exactly wow (laughs) and i'm also wondering what is your main gig
1: my main gig i'm because i'm a solopreneur i have projects in translation and medical writing that i need to keep doing to, to to get paid and to okay. pay my to pay my bills but mainly I, I have a super interesting one now which is taking most of my time which is um there's there's a consortium in Europe of uh, the European hemophilia consortium and they're building up on this app that they created for people with hemophilia to learn about their their condition and uh, I'm doing medical writing for that so creating the content for the different topics that are being added to that app. So super, super uh, rewarding project for me.
0: Wow. Okay. So I I keep, as I listen to you, I keep coming back to this idea of uncertainty Mm -hmm. um, because that's how you kind of started our conversation with like, I felt uncertain about my future and where I was going to go and Mm. how I was going to do it. And now it feels like everything, it it feels like what you've done is embrace the uncertainty and you've, (laughs) you've like, just kind of um, rode the wave. Am I saying, am I pronouncing that correctly?
1: Surfed, maybe surfed the wave. Surfed
0: the wave. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) You've sort of surfed the wave of uncertainty and it seems like you've become really comfortable with it i mean the solar solopreneur thing is mm-hmm. all about uncertainty <laughs> and then the podcast it, it 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 always changes and you don't yeah. know what's going to happen and so i'm just uh, does that land have you learned to surf uncertainty
1: so uh to a certain extent yes but this this is the moment where i need to acknowledge my partner who uh she has a very stable job you know very uh she's very successful at what she does and i need to acknowledge and i want to acknowledge that she has supported me in all in in launching into this uncertainty and it's a it's a team effort in in a way i can't take all the credit for this (laughs) um but it, it is true that um having had these uh now thirteen years uh, of of finding my own clients, uh, you know, learning skills. You know, I went and got a certificate in translation because I felt I needed a little bit more, be a little more robust uh, in in my in my training on that side, which is which is something. So one thing I didn't talk about was actually what I did right after. So I did almost five years. First, I had a small stint as a distance tutor for a. a a school board here uh, in, in in quebec then i this was maybe nine months before i got my first job job my, my nine to five which i stayed five years in which is in, was in medical uh in medical writing in a company here in montreal and then uh, that that after almost five years i wasn't happy and fulfilled doing that anymore uh, there was also my, our second child coming and that's when I, I, launched as a solopreneur. But, uh, I kind of, through all of these experiences, I did learn to know my strengths and, and, uh, yeah, trust that I, you know, that I have the resources to try new things and to allow myself to go in, into projects, uh, like this one of the app, you know, I had never written content for for an app at least not in this format um that i'm that i'm doing and uh, it's you know you grow um you yeah. you you grow through experience through uh um and especially when you're on your on your own mm. you learn a lot about yourself and yeah i think i do allow myself uh more uh liberty to go into the unknown yeah <laughs>
0: I love it. So at what point were you playing with the idea that maybe you weren't going to be doing the podcast anymore?
1: It was actually end of 2022. There's different things. Spring, summer of 2022, there was a first conversation about a potential sponsorship of the show Um, and uh, not uh, materializing. And I have this podcast that I love doing and it's just taking my time and resources and then and then i have my translation and my medical writing that that i that i was doing that i need to to pay the bills so after that summer of this first sponsorship potential sponsorship not not happening that i kind of i kind of asked i i kind of thought i don't know if this is sustainable to keep doing this podcast am i am i going to be able to uh fulfill my duties on, on the other domains of my life and keep, keep doing the podcast. Yeah. Th- this, this was, this was the moment when I asked the question. And I don't know if you have a, if you have a question to.
0: Uh, no, I was just thinking, I, I guess I just was kind of grounding my thought. Oh, this is, this was about resources um, more mm-hmm. than anything. It was like, I don't have the time. I don't have the money to keep moving forward. Um, mm-hmm and then you got the then you got the funding from the startup and then that's when you went ahead and decided to continue or was it something more
1: so actually no no <laughs> i when i was reflecting on this i was talking with people around me and a few people actually told me no david you, your podcast is so valuable for for especially for young researchers out there it would be sad that it would if it wasn't there if it wasn't there anymore. And and after, you know, a couple of people told me this, it got me thinking. And I just, I don't know, there was a click within me. And I don't ask me how I went from, should I stop it to the next, to what I'm going to say next. But my next thought was, you know what, I'm going to invest more. My whole mindset changed to, okay, then let's make it better let's improve on it and that's when i ordered a, a kind of a laser cut real life like the size of a record but my logo to put in the back of my of my studio and and uh, i bought I, I invested in in the mic that i'm actually using now and then and i invested in finding a coach uh, a podcasting uh, coach someone who's who's you know do, who does it professionally for a while uh and was actually re- recommended by a mentor that i had uh, that i met through the the podcast academy <laughs> and, and the funny thing about all of this is so i start coaching with her and i, I t- tell her about the, this sponsorship that didn't work last summer and and then we started thinking and she started giving me uh, suggestions of okay we can improve this have you thought about that and it was after all of that, that in January, I get this email in my, in my inbox. So it was totally, uh, I wouldn't say a leap of faith, but it was just um, yeah, a kind of change of polarity in my mindset.
0: Yeah, that totally makes sense to me. So the minute <laughs> you sort of go all in.
1: exactly
0: and that's when the opportunities show up that is not shocking to me (laughs) at all (laughs) and i the other thing i was thinking about is um the conversation we had the last time about how Mm -hmm. you were like i really am undergoing this transformation and um you were talking about how You've always been sort of hidden in your podcast. And you said even your logo, you're sort of hiding like it's your yes. it's your eyes, <laughs> like you're in the top of your head sort of coming up over a microphone. You're like, I'm actually hiding in my logo. And so I want to know how is this process of like non-hiding going for you? Like, how does it feel? I know you've said, I'm an introvert. This stuff is not easy for me. It isn't. Um, yeah. True. What's the hardest part?
1: So the first logo, my eyes weren't even there, and 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 I was in a group of other pod, of other podcasters, and they said you need to put your face on there, and that's what I I came up with was just myself looking, uh, just my eyes looking up, um, and not even my whole face. No, actually, it's this the coach that I that I um, that I just mentioned, she was the one who kind of got me thinking uh, about and and she and you know knowing that I'm an introvert, etc. And I told her that I these, these three years, I've kind of been hiding behind the mic and really putting the, the, the guest front and center, which is still something I, I want to do. But, um, but yeah, no, she, she got me thinking about, uh, have, you know, do you have a process for, or something in place to approach other podcasts like yours, for example, to get, to get, to be a guest on other podcasts? I, no, I said no i don't (laughs) so let's maybe think of of creating a guest sheet for you and i got like i looked at what was done and created one um she she know she thought she looked at my bio and said it's not very personal It's, it's a bit it's almost a bit academic and uh i you know i i kind of accepted all uh uh, accepted and then made my own all the suggestions that she had that were kind of pushing me to leave the introvert comfort zone a little bit and it's Mm -hmm. still ongoing but you know in that in that process i i looked at what podcasts i found were cool in the space that papa phd is in and reached out to and and you you were one of these persons to see, can we collaborate? Can we, you know, can we do a, can can we, can I be on your show? Do you, do you want to be on my show, etc., cetera, et cetera. And it's it ends up it's not it's not so difficult to do. But I think two years ago, three years ago, I felt there was an imposter syndrome that I mm-hmm. think is not there anymore today. It's easier for me to put myself forward today
0: yeah and i have to say i still freak out on other people's podcasts like i'm gonna be on yours soon and it always makes me a little nervous to be on other people's podcasts um just because i have to talk about me i don't i don't get to just sort of like you said sit behind the microphone and sort of be hidden by it and just feature their story um it's so much like easier it's so much easier um so Yes, I can totally relate. And then I guess my question is, did you um did you feel some anxiety just, just you know, today coming on the show talking about yourself? Um not being the featured story.
1: You've done a great job of putting me at ease. The fact that we talked before uh you know, meant that today I was I was fully relaxed. But do, get, you know, reaching out to you I there I, I was a little bit stressed cuz I don't know you you always have this image of someone else doing what you do that they're hyper professional and super you know maybe busy and uh, and and no they're just humans and the the first time we talked I was like oh my gosh this is awesome and I was actually excited to come on the show today and I'm not um these days actually Maybe because I've spent these three years hearing people's stories, and and being on the other side of this process, it just feels natural to. No, it didn't feel. I didn't feel stressed. But but then again, you also, like I said, you 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 were so, you know, your warmth and your uh, your smile. Even though now I'm not seeing you on camera, I can hear it. Makes it makes it really an easy thing to prepare for and to and to do Mm. but before i had before we had talked there i was a little bit like how how's it going to be is she going to say yes you know all of those things
0: i see okay okay see that's not where my panic comes in my panic always (laughs) comes just before and like early Mm -hmm. on in the conversation (gasps) like i start to hyperventilate (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny to be somebody who's been podcasting for as long as I have and and still have that reaction when I go on others' um, Mm -hmm. podcasts. So, okay, the things that are settling with me Mm -hmm. here in our conversation are um, trust. Um, You talked about, you know, just uh, learning to sort of trust yourself, trust your strengths, trust that Mm -hmm. things are coming to you. Um, I don't know if you said exactly that. That's how I heard it. Mm. Um, And transformation, like knowing when you need to really move forward with something and just going all in on it with the podcast, investing Mm. in it. Um, it, And so that's what's kind of um, rising to the surface with me at the end of our conversation. Mm -hmm. And I guess I'm curious if that resonates or if there's something different that's rising to the surface for you?
1: No, it does resonate. Um, And, and it's, it's interesting. I think, I believe a lot of uh, what you said, I can track it back and, 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 um, kind of, find the source of it in launching into this post- podcasting ad- adventure. Like I said, I, I was an introvert forever. And if we went back like 20 years or, or 10 years or, you know, and you'd ask someone who, who knew me, you know, is David going to host a podcast? Uh, well, we need to, we need to assume people would know <laughs> by then what podcasts are, but you know, <laughs> I wouldn't be the most you know most uh, probable most likely to to be in front of a show or at, at the helm of a show and like like you said this this transformation the at least the com- the communication part of it because a lot of this um, uh, this has to do with people I mentioned my partner but I mentioned my some mentors that I've had I mentioned groups that I was part of uh, I mentioned uh, my the coach that I with whom I'm working on the podcast and having gained this um ease of talking with someone you don't know which I didn't have before has allowed me to have conversations that have inspired me to transform one way or another and um I don't know it's uh it's it's really weird to think about myself all those years before and now. And I even think that people, when I say people have may have a hard time believing when I say that I'm an introvert because, you know, because we do podcasts, people may think, Oh, these, they are extroverts, but yeah, the, this, the power of conversations. And it's funny because I, I talk about it a lot with young. I just, I just, met a group of students last week uh, talking about the, about this, you know, the careers after the PhD and conversations are so powerful. Mm. And if you, if you allow yourself to have one, say, if you're an introvert and you say once a month, I'm going to reach out to someone and ask them for 20 minutes of their time to talk about this issue, or maybe to ask them to mentor me or whatever, the power that, that this has, that conversations, Uh, uh, quality conversations have is is uh, immeasurable and i think somehow launching into this podcast adventure has helped me to believe uh, in this transformation i don't know does this make sense to you
0: oh my gosh so much sense so much sense yes 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 and how i sort of hear it is like the this trust and transformation path that you're on the vehicle mm-hmm. was connection the vehicle was conversations that's how i hear it
1: definitely definitely ooh
0: yeah i <laughs> i hear you and it's been my experience as well and i had somebody on the podcast not too long ago who said yeah jen harrison dr jen harrison and she said mm-hmm. she said there's something about having like a conversation on a podcast that is so much different than, you know, showing up on Twitter and posting yeah. something because she's like, then you're like showing up halfway through the conversation. But here mm-hmm. you get to have like a complete full conversation. Um, yes. And um, <laughs> that really landed with me. How does that land for you?
1: It does land. And these platforms are a lot about opinion, which again, in my, the way I feel it, ext- extroverts have a, an easier time doing like in in sharing their opinions and what and their beliefs and being on it on like you said or like your guest said being on a on a podcast conversation there's so much space for pause for listening for considering for reconsidering that these other platforms i don't believe they're made for that Mm.
0: That feels like a really good place to end. How do you feel about telling us where we can find you? Should we want to have a conversation with you? <laughs>
1: okay, it's it's perfect. It's perfect time for that. So, if you want uh, uh, to reach reach out to me uh, on Twitter or Instagram, it's the same uh, handle. It's at Papa PhD podcast. If you are a LinkedIn person, I am on LinkedIn. Uh, If you, if you look for David Mendez Papa PhD, you'll, you'll find me. Um, And then uh, there's also Papa PhD has a YouTube channel. If there's, if there's where you, where you get your, your content. And uh, that would be it. You can always write to me at David at Papa PhD.com. That would be the, if you want a direct access, that would be
0: it. Awesome. Is there anything you want to say in the end that would help you to feel complete in our conversation?
1: I I want to thank you for this invitation. I've always loved the name of your show. Hmm. I I feel that and and you know I've I've been listening and reading Simon Sinek a lot lately, listening to to the, the things he does and. um, I feel we're coming out of this era of rugged individuality or individualism, rugged individualism. And I think compassion and self-compassion is something that needs to... to, So it's a wave that I think is kind of a groundswell that I think is coming. And I love seeing it. I want to see it more. So I'm super thankful that people like you uh, like you, Danielle, are kind of pushing that envelope and and giving and creating space for that type of conversation to happen mm. and to be normalized. So thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Self Compassionate Professor. This normally would be the time I tell you where you can follow me on social media, but I'm mostly quitting social media. It's the self-compassionate thing to do. I'm still on LinkedIn, but uh, I rarely post. So don't follow me. Send me a connection request. And send me a message. And as always, you can schedule a 20-minute consult at selfcompassionateprofessor.com. And I'm sending a wish that you, too, will do the self-compassionate thing whatever that is for you. Take care.